So for today's mix-up, we're going to talk about some topics that actually take you uh, through a few chapters of the book. So we're going to talk about stored product pests, and we're going to talk about pheromones. My name is Sylvia Kenmere. This is another episode of Ace the Ace. So when we talk about stored product pests, it's really difficult to not talk about pheromones. And so if you are using the IPM for the urban professional, then we want to make sure we follow all of those sections we can find information on pheromones. So the first place you're going to find it mentioned is going to be in chapter four, which is the monitoring section. And, you know, monitoring is very important when it comes to stored product pests, because often that's how we can tell whether or not our control measures are working. And we use pheromones to be able to draw those flying pests into a trap. And this is the first mention of pheromones, which is um, on page 30, it talks about a brief definition of pheromones in that it's a chemical substance in they used uh, for communication. Now, they talk about a few different kinds of pheromones here where they talk about sex pheromones, aggregation pheromones, and trail pheromones. But there's a little sidebar that says, hey, you also need to go to the section that has morphology, behavior, and biology. And so if you look through your book and you move to those pages, that will actually take you to chapter eight. And that's going, or rather chapter nine. And that's the insect morphology, biology, and behavior section. The other one's classification. You don't really need that for this. But when you go through all the body systems, you get to this page that has information about insect communication. And so that's on page 107. And here is really where we get our good definitions when it comes to pheromones. And so it talks about the fact that we call them scents, right? S-C-E-N-T-S. And that they are semiochemicals used for communication. And there are two types of semiochemicals. There are the pheromones, and then there are the allelochemicals. And so the pheromones are categorized as a chemical substance that is secreted by insects in order to influence the behavior of other insects of the same species, okay? So it's going to be, if it's a pheromone for an Indian meal moth, it's only going to affect other Indian meal moths or closely related in that same family. If it's going to be for confused flower beetle, again, the same thing, closely related, but it's not going to attract other beetles like dermestids and other beetles out there, okay? And there are definitely types of pheromones. So we have alarm pheromones, we have trailing pheromones, we have the sex pheromones and the aggregation. So again, they do bring up those topics. So make sure you take a look at page 107 or if you don't have the book, again, kind of make sure that we're using a reference piece that has that information. When it comes to the allelochemicals, which is another type of semiochemical, they are substances that are emitted by one species to influence the behavior of another species, okay? And so here is where we learn about the caramones. And now caramones are all about bed bugs, right? And there are traps that are on the market right now that use that 
to help catch bed bugs because it's emitting the caramones to be able to attract them there, which is really kind of us. And so it didn't necessarily say insect species. So it's one species to the next, and that's going to be the caramones. They're also alimones, but we don't really use those in, in pest control. It's really more the caramones. And so when you're looking up pheromones, you're gonna find it in at least those two sections. Then we go to our section in chapter 10 that has the stored product pests. Now, when we look at the stored product pests, a couple of things that we wanna note. First of all, most of the species that we're going to deal with when it comes to insects are either going to be a beetle, which is in the order Coleoptera, or it's going to be a moth in the order Lepidoptera, okay? And when we think of those orders, we should always, no matter if it's a stinging pest or a fabric pest or stored product or whatever kind of pest, all beetles will have complete metamorphosis. They will have two pairs of wings. The adults will have some sort of chewing mouth part and the larvae also have chewing mouth parts. We identify them, you know, because of the fact that they have that complete metamorphosis. So we know what all those stages are. So think about that when it comes to the uh, beetles. When we get to the moths, again, Lepidoptera, complete metamorphosis. The adults often feed on different food materials than the larvae because adults have that, usually that siphon mouth part where the larvae have the chewing mouth parts, okay? And so that's important. And so really kind of remember that regardless of what group we're going into, whether they're biting pests or fabric pests, those characteristics of that order come with them. And so when you go through here, the easiest way for us to break up the stored product pest is by where that larvae is feeding. And so we have the internal feeders. Make sure it's not a lot of them, but make sure you are familiar with who's in that group. Then you have the external feeders, which have a few more species because that food is out in the open and they're feeding on the external portion of the food. And so this is really where you're going to find a couple of your more important species, which would include the drugstore and cigarette beetle, and also these pyrillid moths. And so the pyrillid moths um, contain Indian mill moth, which is the number one uh, pest species on your list. And Indian mill moths are important because really we find them in not just residential settings, but commercial settings, they really are a problem. Pheromone traps are extremely helpful here, uh, but we also need to know that when, again, when we talk about those pheromones, they can, they don't get as selective as we like sometimes. And sometimes we stop at the family. And so the pyrillid family includes not only the Indian meal moth, but the Mediterranean flower moth, the almond moth, and the tobacco moth. So all of those will tend to be attracted to that Indian mill moth um, pheromone trap. So it's something to note. Um, make sure again, you take a look at you know anything that's differentiating between all four of these species. They all have a little bit different uh, places that they like to be, things that they like to eat, things that they might cause when it comes to damage. So take a look at those. 
The other group is this drugstore beetle and cigarette beetle. And again, those guys are very similar and they have very similar food preferences. But the, when it comes to identification, uh, when it comes to appearance, they're very different. You know, the, the striations on the elytra, which are those external wings, are going to be for the drugstore beetle. And then with the uh, cigarette beetle, we're going to find that they have that very smooth. So again, make sure you look at those. I think sometimes, even though there's no pictures on the exam, sometimes it will help you remember what they look like. So take a look at that. The other group that can be tough is going to be this carpet beetle group. And so there's a lot of dermestids out there and, uh, you know, they all can, you know, most of them, a lot of them have the word carpet or furniture in their name. Uh, but, you know, again, we're trying to look for some of those differentiators. And one, they all have the larvae that has that hastacity or that spear-headed hairs arising between the plates. And remember that hastacities can affect human health that, um, you know, sometimes if, some, if something eats it, they can actually get sick. So that's why it's important, in a, you know, especially for food production, if you think about it, we don't want that... Uh, ground up and in our food. And remember that Hastacidae, we go back to our poisonous and venomous lecture where we talked about the differences that those Hastacides actually, you know, a lot of those hairs are urticating hairs, which has a venom a attached to them. Okay. So they're not poisonous, right? They're venomous. And so they can sort of inject that. So that's something to think about. Um, and then as you move through the stored product pests and you get to the scavengers and the secondary feeding, you know, we really have sort of a hodgepodge of a lot of groups. And so when we get to the scavengers, there's a few beetles in there, especially the red flower beetle and the confused flower beetle. You also have the sawtooth. Really easy to tell the difference between those guys because, you know, the sawtooth has those jagged ends on the thorax. So, you know, those are something to look at. And then... When we get to the secondary feeders, we expand beyond just the insect group, which is going to be the beetles and, you know, and the meal moths, but we actually get into mites and sosids. They get into that group. So those are other things that we have. But I think the easiest way for you to be able to really look at these is, again, um, make sure that you're familiar with the general life cycle Make sure that you're familiar with um, where they like to feed, especially when it comes to the larvae, whether they're feeding within the kernels or whether they're feeding outside, that's also going to be helpful. And then any of those differences that you can find that are different about those species are also going to be uh, very helpful to you when you're studying. And that's it. We're not going to cover a lot of stored product pests today. This is a really quick episode. I know this is one of the more difficult topics and um, make sure that you really uh, kind of float within the chapters when you're looking through the pheromones and the traps and then getting into the actual biology and management of those pests. Remember, there's not a whole lot of management in this book. So really important that you take that those top five species in the stored product pest section, go to your second source and look up management strategies. Are these guys flying during the day? Are they flying at night? Are they attracted to lights? Where would you place traps? All of those things. You know, things like 
Uh, also sanitation when it comes to warehouses, because a lot of times the focus shifts from homes to uh, commercial buildings. So do we put, you know, where do we put the pallets and, you know, just some kind of sanitation practices will also be very helpful for you when you're trying to figure out how to manage these pests.